Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the long. Oh, I dropped a hanger. Okay, just kidding. We're gonna do that again. Take two. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the long podcast studio sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy, and I'm here today with my friend Alden, and we're gonna talk about Mary's song. Alden, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alden. Um, my favorite Taylor Swift album is folklore or reputation because I'm unhappy. <laughs> I've been a Swifty since um, 1989, early 1989 era. Ooh, nice, nice. We love, we love pop Taylor. And I love that you rep and folklore being your favorite albums when they're like polar opposites. So it's the contrast. It's, oh. I love it. You said I have a range and I'm going to show it. <laughs> <laughs> As much as we love reputation and folklore, we are here to talk about um, Mary's song from Taylor Swift's debut album. Um, This song is, oh, is this track 10 or track 11? Oh, no, it's 10 because our song is 11. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. I probably should have had that memorized before we started this, but that's okay. (laughs) Here we are. Um, So we're going to just jump right into it and figure out a little bit about, we're going to talk a little bit about Mary's song and um, Alden's perspective on Mary's song and why they they enjoy it so much. So let's jump right into it. Um, Tell me, Alden, why is Mary's song one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? It, in my opinion, is, it is, it is like a Taylor Swift song wrapped up in a neat little bow. It is just right, debut album. It, it, it put out her like staple in what makes her her, the songwriting aspect, the telling stories. It is a cute love song um, that, I mean, a quick Google search, I think told me that Mary was her next door neighbor growing up. I think yeah. Genius said that, um, but it, I don't, it, it it's telling somebody else's story from the most romanticized perspective and I think that that is that is essentially who Taylor Swift is. That is the staple of her songwriting that, I mean, 10 years later, 15 years later, we're seeing with Folklore and Evermore. Right, right. And I think that's so, so it makes so much sense that you mentioned like the staple of her songwriting, because I do believe like lots of the songs on debut are very storytelling, but like this song is like very explicit, like, beginning middle end kind Mm -hmm. of like storytelling and it's so cool that you can look back at like her her debut work and be like this is where she started with that whole storytelling aspect like now we've got cardigan and betty in august and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing but we probably would have never got there if it wasn't for mary's song to be honest (laughs) i know so it's just it's a very essential piece in her discography that i love so much it's also it's just it's simple it's cute it makes you feel good. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's like the naivety or the naive, naive, naivety. Naivety? Yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. <laughs> that and um, the combo of her being so young and still writing something that is like so simple and casual, but it still like gets the job done. It's still a pretty song and the songwriting is still exquisite. It's like exactly. top tier. I, I love this song. That's, those are great. Um, so because the song, lots of Taylor Swift songs are kind of like open to interpretation a little bit. Like, um, you know, like August, that's a really good example of like, how do you interpret this? You can build the whole story in your head. This song could go many different ways. Um, 
it's a little open, a little more open to interpretation. So I want to know how you interpret this song or what the song means to you, like in general, um, storytelling wise, how you interpret the story of the two lovers or best friends or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely see it as, I mean, every time I think of this song, whenever I hear like the beginning, I think of myself when I was really little um, in tree houses with my friends and the little uh, six-year-old crushes I would get with them. And just it, it so it's, I can always personally just put myself in that place. But then as the song continues, you know, I do think of it more as, these two characters and just growing up together. You know, I was raised in a very small town, like, um, and so I saw it a lot, two people who had been best friends forever, growing up, falling in love. Several of them have gotten married now and are settled down back in my hometown. And that's really sweet to see. And so that's something that this song reminds me of a lot. No, but just thinking of, it, it it makes me really happy. Like I said, it's just, she wrote it about love, just like she did Love Story, when she said, I haven't experienced love, so I'm going to write it about the love that I read, the love that I see. And now she's grown up in writing these songs about herself. And it's just this such a sweet moment to go back and listen to this just very outward love song and from 2021 Taylor perspective. (laughs) Yeah. And I love, I love that you mentioned the whole, like the contrast between like, that's my favorite thing about artists when they release music, like really, really early on. And then they continue to release music, like Taylor Swift having a career that spans over like 15 years. Like you can look back at songs like Mary's song or our song or, um, teardrops on my guitar even and to see the way that she evolves from like creating these fictional stories about relationships that she's never had and going from there to songs like um call it what you want and um like like peace like songs like that they're all such good examples of how she can still grow so much and like to compare the two pieces and I love that you mentioned that you connected it to your own life with like how you've seen like two best friends or two friends grow up into lovers. And it's so nice that like nostalgia plays such a big part in enjoying most of the debut album a lot of the time. And I love that. I love that nostalgia is just enough for people sometimes. Like I stress that a lot over a lot of these episodes because some people just don't think that nostalgia is a good enough reason to like music. I know. And And it's okay. I see Taylor has, her work has progressed so much and her quality of work has progressed so much that it's easy to look at debut and be like, that's not comparable to the rest. When in reality, it, it's still really good. Right. Just because it's not most people's favorite, it's still really good. She's just doing inc- such incredible things now. Right. And, and you so can- like you should still be able to go to debut and be like, this is a good debut album this is a good country album like right and this like it means a lot to me it meant a lot to me forever ago exactly and it's one of those things that like you can't like in my opinion you can't compare debut to folklore because they were written in two different time periods by two completely Mm -hmm. different people like yes it was still taylor swift but like 16 15 year old taylor swift is not 30 year old taylor swift like in a pandemic like they're not 
they're not the same people. And I like debut as a standalone work is is a good album. It's it's exactly. it's just people like to compare it and be like, this isn't as good as her recent stuff, or not even as good as her follow up album. And it's just like, well, once her you follow up album one album of the year. Are you expecting everything to be comparable to that? Yeah, everything is fearless or 1989 or folklore. There is no, you, it, it, those okay. are the only options. Meanwhile, I know your your favorite albums, Speak Now and Lover, like mm-hmm. top quality albums. <laughs> I forever will say, I believe that like Speak Now is just, because you know, I have my favorite albums and then what I think are her best albums. Right. Speak Now is top two yeah. best. I absolutely am like, what's, what's number one? I think, I think folklore. Okay. I, I just, that is, I think, but I'm, I, I, I change it too often. Just I speak now is always right up there. Right. Right. And I think those two, like, like to look at them as like standalone pieces of work. I do think that folklore and speak now are also her best albums. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably like ties into like our enjoyment of Mary's song a little bit because both of those albums are very storytelling, mm-hmm. like depth kind of like actually sat down and thought about this kind of thing. And yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the difference between favorite and best is so, uh, it's not enough for people sometimes. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I tell people like, I think Taylor Swift is at her best when you give her a guitar and a microphone. Right. Like that is, and that is very much those two albums. It is very, she can do her own thing. She can write a song with it. That is also, I think, where she does her best live performances, just sitting down with a guitar and a microphone. And she's just, it's, it's easy. And she can show off what she does best. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, not, not even like saying that, like that doesn't like talk down about like the other like pop stuff she did. Like 1989 is still like, performance quality stage presence wise it's like still like everything she does is incredible but I agree I do think she shines the most when she is down at like a chair with a acoustic guitar or she's like like just her and the piano like those two mm-hmm. things like top tier like that what is it the time 100 performance where she performed um yes that I always think of that and then the Grammy Museum performances both of them uh she's just uh, i love you taylor swift (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're getting at that's it um okay so my next question is do you think that this song like this track placement makes sense because this is sandwiched between the most iconic breakup song on this album and the most one of the most iconic love songs on this album so to go from should have said no which is cheater cheater toxic ex-boyfriend to mary's song which is ooh happy fairy tale love to our song which is i guess we're happy now kind of thing do you think that it makes sense here i thought about this a lot um and i've come i think so i think it does um i mean we we come off of should have said no and i think it's sort of trying to end the album in a really sweet way um just getting it ready because I think a contrast between you know a breakup song right into our song might have been a little weird for (laughs) the ending a little roller coaster and so I think Mary's song is a really nice cushion like so you get that sweet feel right before the end of the album then you can end it on our song which is just a top tier song again 
Right, right. And I think, I think like every time I think about the closing of this album, I think about um, like Lover, how Lover closes, because you've got me, which is like, like a happy, aggressive, upbeat song. And then like to think that that's two tracks before the end, following it with like, it's nice to have a friend, which is very similar to Mary's song. Like they're almost the same song in different fonts. <laughs> and that is, I was actually going to bring that up in the next, I think the next question. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, the combo of like the way this closes with, um, it's just really similar because, you know, you've got hyper fun me followed by it's nice to have a friend, which is like the wind down mm-hmm. and then daylight, which is, you know, like the closer. And I, that's my comparison that I draw every time I listen to this is like, and they're what, how many years apart, like 15, 14 years apart. And it's, it's just really cool to look at that. But I agree. I do think, I do think that it makes a little sense with like, mm-hmm. if you're thinking like wind down kind of thing, um, yeah. and still ending the album on a happy note. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so going into the next question, which we just touched on is, do you think that this song would work well on any other album? Which, yeah, I feel like she kind of rewrote, like, it. you said it's kind of the same song in different fonts. Yeah. It is Lover Taylor Swift's um, Mary's song. It's nice to have a friend. Um, it is, I don't, I don't care. I, a lot of people talk ill of it. I love, it's nice to have a friend. Ew. <laughs> so it's so, it's just, it's cute. It's, cute. it's not, everything has to be like a grand masterpiece. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, the fact that they're both the second to last song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even with updated, like if she just updated it, updated production a little bit, I feel like she could, sort of take Mary's song as is and maybe throw it on Lover. But I I mean, then if she, if she did, did give it like a little bit of a more mature sound, it could absolutely fit on something like, it's a little too happy for folklore. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's so similar that it would work so well regardless, I think, but um, no Lover for sure. Like, yeah yeah and I I think it's so funny to draw, draw that comparison to it's nice to have a friend and those being so far apart but I always like I made this joke like a hundred times but to think that you could give it like like updated production and put it on just about any album but I think that it only fits it really does fit really well on on lover and I think if we stripped down the production to folklore level you could slide it onto folklore and make it like more of like a less of like a happy love song and more of like a longing love song. Like, especially mm-hmm. since we know that Taylor wrote it about love that she didn't have, but mm-hmm. had seen. And if you turned it into one of those, like, this is what I want for the future kind of thing, it could be, it could fit on folklore. Yeah. But I definitely think lover is mm-hmm. where it would shine. Yeah, for sure. Already shining on debut. <laughs> Um, okay, my next question is a little more about the composition of the song. So what is your all-time favorite lyric from this song? I don't, okay. It was my favorite when I listened to it. It was, it's my favorite now. Um, I feel like it's everybody's favorite. I don't, I don't understand how it, it can't be. I'll be 87, you'll be 89, and I'll still look at you like the stars that shine. That's so cute. It's just it's I think it's so sweet 
It is. It is uh, one of the sweetest things she's written. I mean, put that in my wedding vows, please. <laughs> I love that. that is that is one of the that it's it's so cute too, and it's I love that you recall back to like the age at like the beginning too. It's just mm-hmm. so. It's just, I can't stress enough how happy of a song this is and how we should just appreciate the entirety of it just a little more. <laughs> that is, and that's something that early Taylor did a lot that she, I don't think she does a whole lot now, but um, very like callbacks to beginning of songs yeah, and repeating little, little pieces of information that mm-hmm. she like, it's just like the scarf and all too well. Yeah. It's just th- little throwbacks here and there to be like, oh, were you paying attention earlier? I know you were. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so my final question is, what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13? I'm going to give it a, a 10. Okay. Not quite a 13, because I, again, maybe I'm just an unhappy person. <laughs> who can only appreciate happiness from afar. That's <laughs> <laughs> a 10, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but just, I mean, I think my my favorite on debut is between that and should have said no, which I think should have, I don't, I don't know. I know. The two <laughs> be right next to each other, very different stories, but yeah. um, I think I think 10 just because, I mean, I've experienced the rest of her work and, been blown away but regardless I digress it's still a fantastic song I mean I told you it is a perfect example of what she does best storytelling and songwriting and it's it's a very it's a staple like I said before in the debut album that people just don't really recognize or appreciate I think absolutely and I I agree very strongly um this does lead me to my hot seat question which is which Taylor Swift song or songs would you give a 13? Okay. Sadly, I don't think anything from debut. Oh no, RIP debut. <laughs> yeah, RIP debut. Um, uh, maybe, no, I don't know. Um, State of Grace. State of Grace is my all-time favorite song. Okay. Um, Daylight. Ooh. Love Daylight. I think it's her best closer. Ooh. I love it. Um, let's see. Those are those are the two big ones. I mean, um, obviously there there are several more. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've always loved Out of the Woods. Maybe that's twelve though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, get, I get very. I mean, like they're all great. They're all great. I I don't I don't really care for comparing them just because yeah. they're all fantastic. I don't. But I think um, "State of Grace," like I said, all time favorite Taylor Swift song, and um, "Daylight" because that song just means so much to me. Right. It's... I I I think those are those are both great answers. Even though I don't understand what "State of Grace" is about, neither I... do I. Thirteen. sounds great that's that's enough for me that's it that's it it it, it sounds pretty and sometimes sounding pretty and um having good instruments is enough you don't not everything needs to be um you know I don't need to pull out the dictionary for everything to enjoy it um but yes I love that um those are those are great choices state of grace and daylight the top tier top tier um 
So those were all of my questions. Do you have anything else you would like to share or say? The floor is yours if you want it. Go listen to Mary's song. <laughs> Pull up the lyrics. Please appreciate it. <laughs> I love that. You got you to gotta peer pressure them into enjoying debut. Yeah, hot people listen to debut. Hot people listen to debut and horse girls. Both of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hot people and horse girls. Horse girl. <laughs> um, uh, oh, okay, which, um, one more question. What is, what, two or three like debut songs are you most excited to hear on the re-record? Uh, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited. I, from the beginning, not even just cause I'm here, Mary's song. <laughs> I really want to hear it with her adult voice. Mm-hmm. I really want, oh, I really want. Yeah. Um, Picture to Burn Ooh. because I know everyone, everyone talks about her country accent in our song, but she has like, I've always uh, um, sung Picture Burn with like a heavy country accent. So I'm really excited. And when I first heard Nobody, No Crime, I was like, oh, she's been, she's practicing. She's practicing. (laughs) So those two. um, And it's Invisible off of the deluxe version. Okay. Okay. That growing up, that was when I listened to that, I, I was like, oh, this is gay yearning. Uh, which I personally relate to. That's that, I, I was like, this is, this is how I feel as a, <laughs> as a 15 year old <laughs> little, little boy who likes a boy. That's so funny. That no, that's perfect. Those are all, they're all good songs. I mean, really, there's no wrong answer for that question either. It's, it's just, it's whatever you enjoy. The definitely picture I feel like her country accent and picture to burn is stronger than her country accent and our song especially with lyrics like don't uh, if you come uh, don't come around saying you're sorry to me because my daddy's gonna show you how oh, sorry you'll be <laughs> she said yeehaw, yeehaw girl I'm ready uh, I, plus country rock Taylor country rock Taylor she's gonna go off I'm so excited for her um okay but yes those were all of my questions um thank you so much again for wanting to do this obviously it is absolutely my pleasure i any excuse i have to talk to taylor swift about taylor I, swift. talk to taylor swift oh that's God, me no <laughs> um no i absolutely adore you thank you so much um thank you that concludes this episode of the long podcast studio sessions um i hope you enjoyed our discussion of mary's song and I'll see you or speak to you again in the next episode when we talk about our song. Have a good rest of your day. Stay safe, drink water, and wash your hands. Adios. <laughs>